0: Coming up on the Shelley Irwin Show podcast today, Wedwood Christian Services hosts its State of the Child later this month. We get a preview. Priority Health's Karen Meyerson talks about spring allergies and how to alleviate them. The annual Roger That conference kicks off next week. We get a preview on that event. The West Michigan Golf Show kicks off its 36th annual edition at the DeVos Place this weekend. And the annual fundraising event Dash for the Donut takes place on February 13th. We get the preview of that event as well.
1: It's a big event come February 23rd. Wedgwood Christian Services does present this event to discuss the state of child welfare in West Michigan. It is the annual State of the Child event held at Meyer Gardens in Grand Rapids. Let's talk about it with you, Brooke Jev- Jevick, Chief Advancement Officer, big uh, uh, gal, fellow Rotarian, and friend. Good morning to you, Brooke. Uh-huh.
2: Good morning. How are you, Shelley? And doing
1: fine. Thank you for you. We're, we're early in the month, uh, but yet planning is key, and uh, getting uh, those from our community to the table is key. Remind me, uh, Brooke, of uh, uh, the good work Wedgwood Christian Services does in general. Wedgwood Christian
2: Services is one of Michigan's um, leading agencies that helps address children's welfare. Uh, we have residential services, that's what we're most known for, for 64 years, providing care to children who need, um, maybe have become wards of the state, or their family needs help with their mental or behavioral and emotional health. We also have community programs where we offer counseling to children, teens, families, and adults as individuals. We have substance use programs. We have an autism center. So we're mostly known for tackling the toughest cases that our children and families are facing today.
1: Appreciate that. Uh, And we appreciate this opportunity for you to to gather the community to discuss this state of child welfare. It's back, and of course, uh, probably bigger and uh, I won't say better, but uh, uh, room at the table, I hope, for our community. What is the State of the Child event?
2: State of the Child is a half, now a half-day conference, and it brings local teenagers together. That they Local teenagers really lead the event. They share with us what they're dealing with, how they perceive um, what they and their peers are dealing with, with mental and emotional and behavioral health. We pair what they're saying with community leaders and experts um, to discuss those challenges. So our panel is made up. We have, for instance, Judge Feeney from the court system. We have um, Jessica Knox, who's the Zealand Public Schools principal there. So the school system's represented, the court system, the healthcare system. We have therapists from Wedgwood, both from our community side and our residential side, to comment and Um, validate what our local teens are saying. We also, though, after the panel discussion, that's how the event starts, we then break out into focused breakout sessions where we do deep dive topics and talking about things like challenging our views and narratives around mental health and suicide, understanding the impact of childhood trauma and the impact it has on youth mental health, um, understanding and overcoming digital addiction, There will be a breakout session that focuses on panic attacks and how to help. Um, And then, the new this year, we will end the event with a keynote speaker. His name is Ross Sabo. He is an award-winning mental health speaker. He has written a book about kids and anxiety that has actually been um, listed as one of Oprah's favorite books. Nice.
1: There's some credibility, that's for sure. Brooke Jevick's with us, Chief Advancement Officer, of course, Westwood Wedgwood Christian Services, where mental health experts and local teens share about the toughest challenges facing kids, uh, this State of the Child event on February 23rd. Remind me of um, how the teens are involved in this day.
2: So the teenagers actually gather prior to the event and do some interviews. So they are really sharing. It's very raw, honest conversations about what our local teenagers, how they feel, their mental health is, how they feel, what they're seeing about relationships, life online, um, substance use, what what they're personally dealing with, and or what they're seeing their peers going through. So we're hearing straight from the kids um, what they're dealing with. And um, go ahead.
1: Yeah, well, and and I don't want to take it lightly, but adults should be listening, I trust.
2: Absolutely, adults should be listening. I mean, we all know, and we've been saying for decades, we all know that children are our future, right? Um, we have to invest in them. We have to listen to them. We have to know how we can be the solution to these problems. You know, the CDC says their latest report is four, oh, more than four in every ten kids today are reporting that they're persistently sad or hopeless. And nearly a third of our youth are experiencing poor mental health. We definitely need to come together and listen to what they have to say, what they're experiencing, how we're impacting their lives, and how we can do better for them. And that is what Wedgwood Christian Service the State of the Child does. It brings that truth forward. It helps you raise your awareness. It helps provide solutions to know how to start those important conversations, be a better support, be a better advocate for our children and families, because when we invest in them, we know that our future will be brighter.
1: Your passion evident, Brooke. Who should be in the audience?
2: You know what, if you have children, if you work with children, if you care about our youth, and you are invested in our community and our future, you should be at Wedgwood Christian Services State of the Child on February 23rd at Frederick Meyer Gardens.
1: Tell me, before I obviously ask about uh, getting tickets and registration, uh, what happens then February 24th? Do we leave with action items?
2: We do. You will leave with action items. Actually, this year, people who attend will have access to the entire digital event, so You can go back and re-listen to things or listen to the other breakout sessions that you didn't get to attend. Um, But like you said, most importantly, you're going to leave with more awareness, feeling more educated about our children and their mental and behavioral and emotional health. And you're going to leave with a better awareness of what to do next.
1: Great. It's our future, and uh, you're right, So, what happens uh, uh, during and after Key. Brooke, how do we find out more information and get a ticket?
2: You can go to Wedgwood.org. There's only one E in Wedgwood, so Wedgwood.org backslash S-O-T-C, and you can buy tickets there. Um, If you've got students that you would like to have attend, we do have a few sponsors that have underwritten some student tickets. You can call us at Wedgwood Christian Services to learn more about that. Um, That's a huge thanks to Fifth Third Bank and several other sponsors for making that happen. It takes a village.
1: Go get them, Brooke. Uh, Again, uh, I know you have um, uh, challenging but yet uh, uh, intriguing uh, role, chief advancement officer, of course, uh, for Wedgwood Christian Services and spokesperson. Goodbye.
2: Goodbye. Thank you so much.
1: Well, the groundhog in Pennsylvania tells us that we're on our way to an early spring. How do you feel about that? Well, if you have allergies, you might hesitate. Let's turn to you, Karen Meyerson, Director of Commercial Care Management at Priority Health. Well, to talk about allergies, uh, I, I, I don't mind an early spring, but uh, uh, sneezing, could uh, we could put a hold on that. Good morning to you, Karen. <laughs> Good
3: morning, Shelly.
1: I appreciate you. Many uh, letters behind your name, obviously, uh, with the, the important role that you, you do provide uh, with Priority Health. I'm going to be blunt with my first question and just ask you how common are allergies?
3: Well, allergies are very common. About one in four adults and actually one in five children suffer from seasonal allergies. And more than a million, hundred million people in the U.S. experience allergies every year.
1: Is a keyword you just used seasonal?
3: Yes, uh, there are seasonal allergies, uh, and those typically include things like environmental allergies, pollens in particular, they're probably one of the most common seasonal allergies in the world. There's tens of million Americans that suffer from pollen allergies, and that includes things like tree pollen, grass pollen, weed pollen. There's also mold, and that tends to be more prevalent again in the spring. And when you inhale those tiny airborne mold spores, your body recognizes them as a foreign invader and develops these allergy-causing antibodies to fight them. And then animal dander is not necessarily seasonal. You can live with animals year-round, and that is also an indoor allergen, particularly. That's the microscopic dander fleck that uh, animals shed, and we can become allergic to those, too. And then, then there are food allergies as well that are obviously not seasonal.
1: And uh, just another general question, uh, can we develop an allergy at any time in our life?
3: You can. You can develop an allergy at any age, at any time, Absolutely.
1: I appreciate that. So uh, how do we prevent or reduce symptoms and do we look at them uh, to come as early as uh, you know the first bloom?
3: Sure, absolutely. You actually can if you know, if you're aware that you have some seasonal allergies such as pollen, and we know that pollen season typically starts in April. Sometimes people will get their allergy medicines on board ahead of time and ha- let them at least get to work for a couple of weeks before the pollen season hits. When the pollen season is here, there are some things that you can do as far as tree and grass pollen and mold. One is to stay inside on dry, windy days because it's more likely to be traveling through the air. Pollen counts do tend to go down after a good rain. And when pollen counts are high, usually midday, maybe avoiding uh, yard work or gardening or even wear a pollen mask. You can get in in a pharmacy, close your windows, turn on air conditioning if you have that available to you. But another thing is just when you come in for the day, take a shower, wash your hair. Pollen is very sticky. It sticks to your body, sticks to your hair. Rinse it out of your hair, change your clothes, wash them right away to prevent pollen spreading throughout the house. And don't forget pets carry pollen as well. Again, pollen is sticky. So even um, not allowing them in the bedroom and certainly not sleeping on the bed will also help.
1: Okay. Tell that to Yoda, Leah, and Petey. Are there treatments, uh, go into more detail to help ease. And are we talking ease symptoms versus curing the allergy?
3: Yes. So these are for treating symptoms, and there are some very effective medications that work quite well and can be used in children or adults, and, and most of these are prescribed. And some of these are also over-the-counter. But the first line of treatment is considered corticosteroid nasal sprays. And that, another word for that is just a nasal steroid. And that's delivered by nasal spray. That's really the first line of treatment for symptoms of allergic rhinitis or nasal allergies. They have very few side effects, these drugs, and they can dramatically relieve symptoms in most people. And, in fact, studies have shown that nasal steroids are actually more effective than oral antihistamines uh, for symptom relief. But then there are the the antihistamines, and those have names like Zyrtec or Allegra or Claritin. And those are oral pills, and, and they can also help relieve the allergy symptoms such as itchy, watery eyes, sneezing. They can make you sometimes somewhat drowsy, but not as, not as drowsy as what we call the first generation antihistamines like Benadryl. Those are very sedating. The second generation antihistamines are, are much less so. And then even rinsing your nasal passages with a saline rinse that you can get in the pharmacy is a, a great way to reduce nasal symptoms like congestion and runny nose. Look for those nasal rinse bottles or a neti pot in the pharmacy, but use only distilled or sterile water. Do not use tap water when you're rinsing your nose. And then if those medications aren't helping, then you can consult with your doctor or an allergy specialist, and then you can formulate a a, a personalized plan for your specific allergies.
1: There is uh, a plan uh, with the first sneeze, talking with Karen Meyerson, Director of Commercial Care Management at Priority Health. Yep. With the groundhog telling us that there's an early spring coming, prepare yourself for the allergies. And and an- another question I think you alluded to, do allergy shots help?
3: Yes, they can help. If your allergy symptoms are too severe, or the medications are not working, over-the-counter treatments are not working, talk to your doctor about whether allergy shots or immunotherapy is right for you. So allergy shots involve regular injections of small amounts of your allergy triggers, and then the dose is built over time until you get to a maintenance dose. And over time, those injections can actually reduce or even eliminate your immune system reaction to allergens, because an allergen is just Something that causes your immune system to overreact—they they, they recognize your immune system recognizes these allergies as foreign invaders and mounts an exaggerated response. So the allergy shots can help tame that response.
1: Wonderful.
3: All right, and
1: obviously I ask for resources from Priority Health.
3: Yes, absolutely. So Priority Health members uh, have free access to Priority Health Wellbeing Hub, which has tools and information for you to make these positive changes, and people can also visit Priority Health online journal for tips and resources, and that website is
1: thinkhealth.priorityhealth.com. Have you started your sneeze yet? Not yet, okay. but it's coming. That's right. Still have some time to get through and prepare. Karen, thank you for the good words on behalf of Priority Health, and uh, I'm, I'm glad the uh, groundhog uh, tells us that spring is around around the corner, but prepare. Thank you. Thank you. There is a Roger That! exclamation point conference right around the corner. Let's talk about it. A great partnership between the Grand Rapids Public Museum and, of course, Grand Valley State University and others from Grand Valley State University. She's a professor, GVSU professor of anthropology, co-organizer of Roger That! Don't forget the exclamation point. Good morning to you, Dina Weibel.
4: Good morning, Shelley.
1: Why isn't there an exclamation point behind that?
4: Because it's a traditional way of indicating understanding in both the military and in uh, NASA. So, Roger, that means I understand you, but it's named after Roger B. Chaffee, uh, an astronaut from right here in Grand Rapids.
1: Yes, of course, losing his life, but uh, his memory living on with conferences and obviously um, roads and more. Tell me about you,
4: Dina. Um, Well, I am a professor of anthropology, although I'm a little bit of a strange one in that instead of studying traditional cultures, Mm -hmm. I study space exploration and the people who do it, especially the um, religious aspects of what they do in space and about space. And um, I've always been interested in space, and it was a great opportunity to work with colleagues at GVSU and GRPM to get this going Back in 2017.
1: (laughs) And here we are in 2024. I have to think about that twice. Did you always want to be an astronaut?
4: I thought about being an astronaut, but I was one of the kind of science fiction kids. So I was always out with uh, reenacting my favorite science fiction stories with my friends.
1: Look how that has taken you. Let's talk about this uh, partnership between the Public Museum and Grand Valley State University with the return of Roger That. When is it and how does it work?
4: It's going to be over two days, Friday, uh, February 16th, and Saturday, February 17th. GVSU takes the first day mostly. Um, there are some field trips going on at the museum, but at gvsu we 're having an online conference it 's a hybrid event, so the first part of it from nine a m until about three thirty in the afternoon is um, a chance to listen to experts who are really focused on our topic this year, which is life in space so we 've got botanists we 've got folks who 've participated in space analogs here on Earth where you spend time in the desert or Antarctica or other places. Um, giving yourself an opportunity to imagine what it would be like in space and letting NASA test different things. We've got actually um, one of our speakers is Deborati Chattopadie. She is from the Applied Physics Lab at Johns Hopkins, and she's part of the group that's working on the Europa Clipper, which is going to be sending a probe to the moon of Europa, testing to see whether life can exist on that um, moon, which is covered in water. And we've also got Neve Shaw, who's an Irish journalist, and she's an expert on um, space exploration and also has spent time at a lot of different, these analogs we've talked about, and a fellow of the Explorers Club, so that's kind of fun.
1: Is there an evening keynote uh, that Friday?
4: Absolutely. Since we're doing life in space, we thought we would bring somebody who knows a lot about life, and we have retired astronaut uh, Robert Lee Satcher, Jr., who goes by Bobby Satcher. He is not just a retired astronaut who has two spacewalks um, in his history, but he's also a Ph.D. in engineering and an M.D., currently an oncologist and an expert on orthopedic surgery in Houston, Texas.
1: First orthopedic surgeon in space. Yep. Wow. This first day, is it all
4: online? No. In fact, the first part of it is online. We go from 9 o'clock in the morning until about 3.30 in the afternoon. Then at 4 o'clock, the action shifts over, and we're going to be at the Seedman Center and the downtown Grand Rapids campus. That's a new location, so for those of you who are used to coming to um, the Pew, we are actually over at the business college, the Seedman Center, And it's going to be a fantastic new venue for us. We have two workshops starting at 4 o'clock, going until 5.30. They're for all ages. One of them is about the upcoming solar eclipse on April 8th. And the other one is a craft activity, especially for the younger members of the group who are um, going to be able to build these little uh, solar-powered cybugs. I guess they're like little solar-powered insects. And both of these are really focused on the sun. We've got our um, local students in grades uh, fourth through eighth who are going to be displaying their entries in our design challenge, which is called Design That! with an exclamation point. Uh, We have a reception with food. And then at 6.30, Dr. Satcher comes on, and he's going to be talking about the human element in space and basically how human bodies respond to space but how work in space to study medical things is helping us here on Earth. And it's going to be a fantastic event for the entire family. So we have it set up for late afternoon um, into evening in person. And then for those of you who want a deep dive into life in space, the online Zoom is available starting that morning on Friday. Everything moves to the Grand Rapids Public Museum on Sunday or sorry, Saturday. And um, Dr. Satcher is going to be speaking there at 11 a.m and their website has details about their events and they've got a whole afternoon of family fun activities planetarium shows it's going to be a fantastic space weekend
1: love it and it's weekend after next that 16th and 17th tell me uh, are there um, is this are these ticketed events
4: the everything at gvsu is absolutely free Um, You do need to register ahead of time in order to get like the zoom links and things like that parking information. That's at gvsu.edu forward slash Roger that all one word no exclamation point on that one. And then um, for information about the GRPM events it's grpm.org forward slash Roger that no exclamation point all one word. And I believe they are asking people to um, indicate whether they're going to be attending the talk in the morning. But if you're there for the daily events, you can just get in with your normal um, entry and experience everything.
1: Nina Weibel with us, professor here at Grand Valley State University, the annual Roger That conference. Of course, you are very instrumental as co-organizer professor of anthropology. How important is this uh, weekend for kids, for those future astronauts and scientists and professors of anthropology?
4: (laughs) It's a really big deal, I think, for a lot of the kids. We've been doing this design challenge where we ask kids to answer questions about life in space, humans in space, machines in space, all of these kinds of things. They are able to... um, work with their schools typically, although we do have some homeschoolers, and they turn in their project. These are judged. There's two competitions. One is kind of a jury prize, kind of like the um, art prize used to be, and then the other is the popular one. And this year the top ten are going to move to the Grand Rapids Public Museum that Saturday and be on display. All of the projects are going to be available to be viewed at the Seedman Center. And it's a really great opportunity for kids to sort of explore space and consider what their options are and all the different ways to kind of think about that future. And it just feels like it's such an important thing with our history with Roger B. Chaffee. Uh, The current astronaut, Christina Cook, is from Grand Rapids. So we've got a history in Grand Rapids of astronauts coming from here and going into space. And we really want to um, give students that inspiration. It's also great for younger students and younger kids because there's so many kinds of activities to do, the museum especially. And, but we've got all kinds of stuff happening on Friday, too. It's going to be wonderful.
1: All right. Well, uh, thanks to you co-organizing for uh, uh, persons that are in need. And, obviously, how do we find out more information?
4: Well, the websites gvsu. edu forward slash Roger That grpm.org forward slash Roger That.
1: Would you still be an astronaut if you were twelve years old again?
4: I think I probably would, although I might want to do one of the shorter term. Not sure I'm going to be out there for nine months. Who knows?
1: <laughs> you know, twenty years we can take a take a plane or, the, well, continue educating future astronauts, and anthrop- anthropologists. Professor Weibel, thank you.
4: Thank you
1: very much, Shelley. Executive Director of the Golf Association of Michigan on the line. Chris Witten here to talk about the West Michigan Golf Show that does kick off for the 36th annual time at DeVos Place. How excited does this make you, Chris, to hear mid-50s?
0: Well, it sounds like a golf forecast to me. So I guess we've got this planned out for the golf show just perfectly. And everyone's thinking about their clubs a little bit right now.
1: Nice. The West Michigan Golf Show at DeVos Place is back February 9th through 11th. Well, obviously, we'll talk a little bit about but that, but I want to talk about you, Chris. Of course, growing up in Rockford, Michigan, played on the Notre Dame University golf team, and uh, you have good memories of the head golf coach at University of Michigan? Yes?
0: Yeah, I, I've been very lucky. I, I grew up in a golf family. My dad worked in the business and was a very good player. And I've just been around good golfers my whole life. So, you know, whether it was the blue and gold at Notre Dame or the maize and blue in Ann Arbor, I've, I had some really nice experiences. And and now with the Golf Association of Michigan, it feels like just a, a much, much bigger team in a good way.
1: Wonderful. Let's put your hat on as Executive Director of the Golf Association of Michigan before I ask about your duties. How important uh, is it to have a a West Michigan golf show in our own backyard? What what does this offer us?
0: Well, first of all, I think people forget or sometimes take for granted that Michigan as a state has the most public golf courses of any state in the country. And I'm a little bit biased growing up in the Grand Rapids Mm -hmm. area, but I think the public golf, I would put West Michigan public golf up against any place in the world. And so when you come to the golf show, you get to, first of all, check in with all the owners, operators, and professionals that work at these facilities. But you can go ahead and book some of your rounds for the summer. And golf is so popular right now. Um, Some of your listeners, I'm sure, have tried to get a Saturday morning tea time Mm. at their favorite course, and they're full. The demand is very high right now. So planning in advance and Checking in with some courses. Maybe you haven't played. It's, this is a great opportunity to do that.
1: Great. You are the executive director of the Golf Association of Michigan, ninety thousand members. What does the association offer?
0: Right, we're a, a subsidiary, you could say, of the USGA, and so we offer uh, USGA course services in Michigan. But we've been around a hundred years with tournament opportunities, both competitive and social opportunities. But most people who join are looking for a handicap index so that they can post their scores, keep track of their statistics. And then when they play against their friends and buddies, they have an equitable scoring system to go have a fair and balanced match. So as as we've added people, we've grown by about 40% since COVID, which is there's nothing good that came out of COVID. But I guess outdoor activity is one of the highlights, and golf is included in that. And these people are learning through us about other cool stories that are going on in the game all over the state some things that I didn't even know to be honest and we've we've got a lot of good people and it's a big community but but a small group at the same time a small world I should say
1: again head of The Golf Association of Michigan, Chris Witten with us, also playing spokesperson for the West Michigan Golf Show that kicks off for the 36th annual time. There's been some changes in, uh, I'm sure, uh, 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 equipment and gear and more uh, as these years go by. Chris Witten, put your spokesperson hat on for this, uh, of course, golf show that does open February 9th through 11th. Uh, How does one meander best through this?
0: Yeah, we're, well, we're going to be at DeVos Place in Grand Rapids. The doors open Friday at 2 o'clock. Uh, we're there basically through the weekend until Sunday at 3, and then I think everyone's headed home for the big game after that. Mm. Uh, but, you're A, you're going to see your golfing friends. You're going to see your favorite courses. There are a number of contests set up that are really fun activations, the long putt uh, closest to the pin on the simulators. And you're going to see some equipment uh, – you know, check out the newest triver, the newest putter that we're all uh, in search of. But it's it's also a great opportunity for kids, too. I think kids get in free, and there are going to be a, at least 80 vendors there ready to, to welcome everyone and tell them what's new for this season.
1: That's awesome. How much does equipment matter?
0: Oh, well, I guess it depends on your point of view, but it, it certainly helps everybody from the best to the beginner if you're fit correctly. And you've got a club that feels good to you. Your confidence level goes up. So, you know, maybe not every single year, but equipment certainly matters. That's for sure.
1: And Chris, how much does a lesson matter?
0: Oh, God, just as much, if not more, than the equipment itself. I I think for peace of mind and understanding when something goes wrong, because it goes wrong for all of us, having a sense of what to do to correct it, Uh, is almost more important than actually the correction itself. Just having a game plan, I think, is critical. So as a PGA member, I I fully support getting a lesson, that's for
1: sure. Yes. And, Chris, uh, just a couple more questions. Uh, One of these years I will not ask this next question, but are women uh, getting more involved in golf?
0: Absolutely. The the number one demographic for new people to the game since the pandemic, uh, women and juniors. And I think at our regional meetings uh, with other state golf associations, we're talking more and more every year about how to cater events for women and what exactly uh, they're looking for, because it's not the same as everybody else. So um, I'm thrilled to see more women, not only volunteering for our association but even more so outplaying the course with their friends too
1: all right and then another question I always ask how does one even begin if uh, uh, he or she has never golfed before or obviously a a budding uh, three-year-old's ready to start
0: (laughs) right you know there's a new um, comprehensive website out there that's been put together by all the governing bodies in the country called make golf your thing Mm -hmm. and if you google that make golf your thing you're going to see outstanding opportunities near you uh, for beginner programs, regardless of your age. And it gives tips on not only where to start and where to get equipment, uh, where to play, but just how to feel comfortable for your first couple of times going to the golf course.
1: How old were you when you picked up your first club?
0: Oh boy. I, I was probably in the single digits with my family background, but, um, you know, I didn't take to golf really that seriously until high school, and I was hooked after that and, and still am. So it's never too late to start, no matter what sport or or, or any sport you played, uh, you can find your way to golf and, and enjoy it forever.
1: And the secret to a long drive is?
0: <laughs> Good contact. Hit it in the center of the face and then... The rest will take care of
1: itself. I should say long drive, long, straight drive. You can hit it as far as you want, but if it hits that tree, you're in trouble. Chris, <laughs> It sounds
0: like you've done that before. <laughs> uh, I've
1: done that uh, a bit uh, uh, before. Looking forward to uh, this season. Chris Whitten, Executive Director of the Golf Association of Michigan. Let's ask uh, you uh, how to find out more information, first of all, about the golf show that uh, kicks off.
0: Right. Uh, The West Michigan Golf Show, their website is uh, through Showspan. Showspan's the event operator. Showspan.com slash WMG, West Michigan Golf. Um, And also for the Golf Association of Michigan, we'll be there as one of the presenting sponsors. We're at GAM.org. And I do want to mention for juniors, especially if you come to the golf show or not, check out Youth On Course which is our junior opportunity where they play golf at public courses for $5 or less. And we want to take that uh, financial barrier away and get people out on the course as much as they care to play, especially youth.
1: This is awesome. Good to be a youth. Chris Whitten, thank you. Executive Director of the Golf Association of Michigan. See you this weekend. Take care.
0: Great to be with you. Thanks.
1: dash for the donut we've been teasing this it's an annual fundraising event on february 13th that evening on behalf of west side swift printing supporting the grand rapids police foundation so we only get the best glad that you are back jessica Sladen. appreciate you how are you Shelley? i'm doing fine along with sherry glass B- the development director P- grand Poo Ball with of course the grand rapids police foundation should i salute you Uh, Yeah, that would be fine.
5: Thank you. Salute you. Appreciate
1: it. There we are. We appreciate you, and of course, uh, the work that the foundation does. We'll get into this. Jessica, glad that you are here. you ready to dash?
6: I am so excited. So do you want to know all about the Donut Dash? Well, (laughs) I, I will lead you through that. What is it all about, this Donut Dash 5K? Well, the main thing is about having fun on the west side of Grand Rapids, all while enjoying some punchkis. It's Fat Tuesday. Yep. Oh, oh my gosh. So That's I, my angle. I actually did it wrong. It's not punchkis. Yeah. Apparently punchki poon, is plural. Did you know that? So oh. you, so you say I'm going to have punchki even if you're going to have more than one. How come it's not the punchki dash. <laughs> no judgment. You no. know, we called it that first <laughs> and then over time it just evolved to the donut dash because not everyone knows the cool history of of uh punchki in our, you know, west side area. Is the a punchki a donut? In essence, yes, it's,
1: yeah. I'm really getting into the weeds now. Love it. You, you <laughs> bet. Tell me uh, why this event is important for you, Sherry.
5: Um, we're very appreciative of Swift Printing being involved and um, allowing us to be part of it. We are, um, Grand Rapids Police Foundation yes. is um, new to me. I just came on this last December, so quite new. And we um, raise money for things that don't always come out of the budget or can't come out of the budget. Uh, last year or last month we had an event for the victim services. This one, I think they're going to do most of their, they would like their um, monies raised to go toward um, things that affect the children in the community, Grand Rapids community itself. So whether we do events with bowling with police officers, fishing with a popo, different things like that. Fishing with a what? Popo. What's that? Yeah, the police.
1: Oh, okay, oh, that's, that's <laughs> the kid name for the police. Uh, yeah, okay. sure. All right. Yeah. So, so officer, yeah, that's what they're kind po-po? of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I might, I might get arrested for that. Yeah, maybe just let the children
5: <laughs> use that's that. Right. So yeah, so we're excited. This is my first time being involved in this event, so I'm going to be down there with my family. Well,
1: anything, walking, just a... running, yep. whatever we. Yep. <laughs> Well, you're dashing. Literally, that's true. We're having donuts. Anything Jessica Sladen uh, wants, she gets. Um, <laughs> oh, is, this, is this is part of? Again, you've done this before, but uh, you are all about getting the community together and uh, being active, Jess.
6: Absolutely. So the the donut dash, you're going to run okay. midway through or walk. What time, what time do we start? You're going to start at six p.m. on Tuesday, a week from today. Okay.
1: And uh, that's Fat Tuesday, right? Correct. Yes, so I, so I can have as many donuts as I can. Well,
6: um, where am I meeting? You're going to meet at Swift Printing's parking lot. There's a beautiful red lion vintage neon sign. Right underneath that is where we're going to start the festivities.
1: And what's the um what's the event? Uh, whether I run, it's obviously not competitive.
6: No, this is completely a fun free run. There's no it, no chips timing us. No, no <laughs> all of this is no podium for me. No, this is gonna be well, Shelly. If you come, I'll get a podium. Gosh darn I'll stop it! Stop
1: that right
5: now. There's
6: there's no podium, but I will tell you, you have an opportunity to eat a poonchki oh, right okay. when you get there. That's Let's talk donut poochkis. So that's really the, the the main agenda is about celebrating our police. Let's just get that okay. out there. You know, it's funny, donuts, police officers. Uh, so uh-huh. we're just making it fun. Uh, <laughs> Does that still happen? Do you still stop you know, for donuts? Uh,
5: we will next Tuesday. Okay.
6: I mean, the stereotypes are we there got for a reason. some of our
5: staff coming down, so oh. we're excited.
6: Uh, and so you'll come to the run. You will okay. get an opportunity to eat a poochkey, Then you're going to run. A mile and a half, or walk, or trot, or whatever you want to do, and stop in stopping Gazelle at their downtown location, oh, yeah. and you get another opportunity to eat a punchki.
1: Because <laughs> you've, you know, headed up to Gazelle. That's
6: uphill, so that'll be a well-deserved. Absolutely. Yep. And then you can trot, run, or dash, or oh. skip, whatever you want to do, all the way down to Bridge Street Market. Oh. And then you get an opportunity to eat a punchki there too. And then you're at three. So that's your. I'm
1: doing the calories. Uh, 5K, I haven't expended that many calories.
6: Right. Well, remember, Shelly, this is all about having fun. It's Fat Tuesday. Like, we're not, we're trying to make everyone be welcome and not think about if you want to eat them, great. If you don't want to eat them, awesome the what? only eat them <laughs> the only thing is is I just don't want you to eat more than 3 because we've been down that road and it, it ain't pretty oh. so uh there's a cap at 3 for that very reason cuz we have a lot of people who are competitive and you very know competitive. um yes. and then every patchki that you eat or punchki you eat you get a raffle oh. ticket and then I have a drawing at the end with some amazing prizes and so if you don't want to eat them just for pre-registering you get uh, a punchki oh, okay and and a entry into the mm. drawing. And then the, we end at After you have your last donut at Bridge Street Market, the after party is at Jolly Pumpkin. Oh,
1: <laughs> that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Goodness. And then you can start drinking and we'll just stop at it there, right? Um or not. Mm-hmm. Tell me uh there is a registration fee because the dollars are going to this cause.
6: Actually there's that's no it registration not. fee. Uh it's completely free. We are asking for donations if it works for you. We have no barriers to entry for this fund run, like I said you can just literally show up uh the pizza and the beer afterwards are completely optional and not uh included mm. um with the festivities so that is we do have shirts that you can purchase yep mm-hmm. there are uh it's a it's a purple shirt this year so it's oh, exciting yeah. with a white graphic oh, there
4: it is. and there it
6: is. Uh, pre-sales have already ended but i did order a few extra okay. and then all the proceeds uh, are going towards the cause um, and our sponsors this year are bridge street market swift printing um, and then the score, uh, Gazelle as well, and Jolly Pumpkin. So, yes.
1: the community comes together, especially at West Side. Again, talking all things Dash for the Donut. Uh, this this Donut Dash five K to support Grand Rapids Police Foundation. Back to you, Sherry. The foundation I trust is the fundraising arm for the police department.
5: Yes, it is for the um, non budget items that we do. We have. Different monies, they go toward some of the units underneath us is the victim services. Like I said, we had a game night last month, and all that money kind of goes toward, um, like, if there's a domestic abuse or a situation, a trauma Mm -hmm. situation, we provide, um, they do, they provide um, gift cards for whether it be food, clothing, housing, safety, you know, for these people who are having a traumatic situation. So we had that. We have the Donut Dash. We have... um, What else do we have coming up? There was another event coming up in March or April. We're also looking at doing golf outing perhaps this fall. So, yeah, we're really hoping just to make it aware, make the community aware that we exist and how they can help the Grand Rapids Police Department do more within their means, give them some more finances to help um, the community itself.
1: Jessica Sladen, I want to talk a little more about printing. I want to make sure uh, uh, that I bring my roving microphone. And I want to back. I want a behind-the-scenes tour of how a printing company works.
6: Oh, please come! I think Wouldn't it would be, be fun. G- I would be so great. Think of all the sounds that people yeah, could pick yeah. up, and yeah, absolutely. And you, I mean, your your business is sustainable now in your hands as president. Absolutely, I've had the pleasure of being president now for a couple years now. Yeah. Still very family oriented. My dad's still around. He's still. He, I don't think he's ever going to leave, to be honest. That's what dads do. Yeah, yeah. Keep right? Him, well, you're singing with them, too. We do a lot together, and I love every moment of it. We, we ski together, water ski. We sing in a band together. He plays the guitar on the vocalist. Um, we work together. He's a great grandparent as well. Uh, there's not much that <laughs> we don't do together. Yeah, and he probably gave, gave you away on your wedding day. Oh, absolutely, and my husband loves that. Me and my dad do so much together, too. It's, it's a good, supportive relationship all around. That's a, a family that plays together, stays together. That's
1: right. What do you end us with, uh, Sherry, and uh, how do we find out more about the Grand Rapids Police Foundation?
5: Um, we have our website, and you can go to our Facebook page, um, www.grandrapidspolicefoundation.com. Um, come to the event next Tuesday night for the Donut Dash uh, that should be a great event. We do have um, some of our police officers attending it. They're going to run run it, walk it, dash it. Is there a speed limit when I run it? Uh, no, absolutely not. Okay. You can go all as fast as you want time. to get that donut. So, um, yeah, just come to our website, and we just really look forward to um, promoting some more events within the city. And we do have the ice sculptures this weekend at 1230 in front of the police Wait, department. What's our,
1: what's our temperature? Yeah. Oh, it's it's going to be 30s.
5: Is it going to be by that?
1: You're 36 yeah. and 37 yeah. I think this the, weekend.
5: they're going to do it on at 1230 in front of the police department. We're having one taken care of for the foundation. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, we just uh, got the schedule out, so...
1: That's not cool enough make it yeah. soap you know yeah a big old thing of soap and get your and digress <laughs> it'll be fun I'm looking forward to that one thank you so. Sherry Glass for your leadership thank with the you. Grand Rapids Police Foundation
6: Jessica details one more time for the 13th please <laughs> sure next Tuesday February 13th is the Donut Dash at 6 p.m. under the Red Lion Vintage Neon it is free to register yeah. uh, just google Donut Dash Grand Rapids it will pop up and you register for free, show up, and we'll have a good time. But the most important thing is we actually have the police chief running oh, it this year. Really? Yeah. Eric? Eric's coming. He says he's going to be there. Okay, I think he's pretty good to his word, too. Absolutely. Yes, yes. It. Wonderful. All right. Well, you
1: have, now have a pair of the Shelley Irwin socks. <laughs> I will be looking for those on you uh, uh, as you do the 5K, as, as I will as well.
6: Absolutely, and I plan on modeling them for you right now before I leave. Okay. Well, <laughs> family
1: show. I will definitely uh, take your picture and post it. That's uh, the latest when it comes to the swag. All right, ladies, what a what a pleasure. Thanks for doing this for a good cause, dashing for the donut. Thanks to you, Jessica Sladen, with Swift Printing, and, of course, you, again, Sherry with the foundation. All right, bye,
6: ladies. Thank, Thank you bye. so much. Thank
1: you. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make it a great day. I'm Shelly Irwin.